0: Welcome to evolve to succeed the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to EvolveMembers.com, where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services, and also information on our forthcoming events. For now, though, let's get on with the show. The word "inspiring" is one that gets thrown around a lot, but this week's guest embodies everything it means to be inspirational. Aside from that, he is also the personification of bravery, resilience, and overcoming unimaginable challenges. The man I'm talking about is Toby Guttridge, the elite special forces soldier who was paralysed from the neck down after being shot while on duty in Afghanistan in 2009. He recently released a book titled Never Will I Die that reaccounts a difficult childhood in South Africa, his trajectory into the special forces and of course his miraculous survival and the subsequent fallout of such a profoundly life changing incident. Toby is an extraordinary individual who has taken a dramatic and traumatic life event and turned it into something that has only increased his inner drive and passion for being alive. I don't want to give too much away about our conversation, except to say it's certainly an emotional one that will hopefully act as a reminder of the determination of the human spirit and your own true potential. Please enjoy this very special episode. Welcome Toby to the Evolve to Succeed Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Warren. It's a pleasure.
0: I've been really wanting to have this conversation with you. We've known each other from some time. I recently read your book, Never Will I Die. Great book. Listeners, just go buy a copy, get to Amazon now, go buy a copy. And it was through, you know, reading that book I started perhaps to understand you and your journey better. And, you know, and what framed you and what made you and, you know, not, not just what's happened post-accident, but that life pre the accident and pre your military time. So I think we're going to split our conversation into sort of four segments, listeners. We're going to talk about Toby growing up, pre-military, his military life, Toby's accident and importantly, life now and yep. what Toby's up to now because there's yeah. some exciting stuff going on. So Toby, we should um want to talk about some comments you make in your book about, You know, those early years you had, you know, the family, it being a kind of unsettled environment. You know, you not only moved house frequently in your childhood, you moved countries frequently. And you describe yourself as a delinquent in your childhood, in your teens. When you look back now, how do you think those challenging times growing up
1: have framed you as an individual? Well, I mean, yeah. When I wrote the book, first off, um, I wanted it to be brutally honest and um, come from the heart. It's it's not a a book that's made up. It's really a yeah a genuine book. Mm. So um, yeah, if you do want to read it, it's it's a uh, yeah it's a genuine read. But um, going back to your question, I mean, yeah, I did have a pretty. I wouldn't say traumatic childhood, um, just a very different childhood, and it, and it and it did shape me in a certain mm. way, you know. Um, mm. Moving around a lot is difficult as a yeah. child, um, and those who did have moved around a lot will know this. Um, it's it's hard, and it's hard to fit in when you're go- when you're at that young age, um, and it taught me yeah. to. It really taught me to rely on myself, to believe in myself. Um, you grew up quite, you have to grow up quite quick. Mm. Um, and it's incredibly lonely. Uh, so, So really, I guess you get a crash course in a crash course in the realities of life quite quick and how brutal life can be and i Mm. think these are the things that made me quite equipped to go on to join the 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 military and and do very well in the military was because i wasn't afraid of hardship i wasn't afraid of um being on my own now, I, I was very comfortable in my own skin and, and confidence in my own abilities mm. because that's what I'd done my entire childhood, um, yeah. you know, by trying to fit into these different groups and um, backing myself time and time again. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, uh, it was almost like a, it, it, perfectly shaped me really for mm. for made what you, was to come really yeah it's kind of made
0: you that resilient individual made yeah you independent. yeah that
1: resilient independent uh person who learned a lot of life's hard lessons mm. at a very young age um and and that i guess put me in front of the game yeah and you know in front of my peers in terms strange of, isn't it because mm. people
0: that do succeed in life sometimes do come from those I don't necessarily tough but different or more challenging times or they've had something in their childhood where they perhaps haven't had the idyllic childhood but it then mm -hmm. frames them for what's coming later in life
1: i think so i think you learn you learn lessons that potentially others only learn later on in life Um, and as with anything the more practice you get at something the better you are at it so at a younger age you're more equipped with the skills and and the knowledge to, to sort of yeah move into areas and do better than than others and business is exactly the same you know absolutely definitely
0: and you you talk in the book about i suppose i'm going to say running with the wrong crowd get it getting into mischief you know particularly in your sort of mid to late teens so what was do you think the wake-up call because going from that kind of life to military life is completely different it's nearly chalk and cheese so was there a moment, yeah, was there a wake-up call? Yeah, it's that, quite strange, isn't it? Yeah, was it's there strange. a wake-up call, a moment in time when you went, "Toby, you've got to do something in your life.
1: Um, I don't think it was exactly one moment in time. Um, because I, I grew up, my, my, my dad, my stepdad, sorry, uh, was, was in the South African military and he served, he served in the Angolan War. Um, And for those of you who don't know, in the 80s and um, sort of early part of the 90s, uh, South Africa was in a very brutal conflict with um, Angola um, and their – against their communist regime. Anyway, um, so the military has always been a big part of my life since I can remember. You know, I had my stepdad coming home with his – uh, military bag in, in his military uniform um, so there was always this trend and growing up I used to love watching you know military movies and, and okay. things like that so there was always this part of me that was attracted to it okay. uh, and I loved playing you know building forts in in the garden and playing you know armies and all these sort of things Um yeah so then there wasn't really a moment in time that told me oh, i need to join the military um i was always quite in favor of the military anyway but yeah i was running with the wrong crowd um i was rebelling um i was quite unhappy i was at an unhappy stage in my life which i i guess all teenagers at some yeah. point go through whether they're to a larger or smaller degree yeah, we all yeah, go yeah trying to find themselves and, and don't really know who they are um, and I, I just felt I just happened to fall in with the wrong crowd and what I was doing and things um, even though it never ever sit or never ever sat right with me it was just something that I yeah um was just going along with it at the time, but it did start to get very serious at a point and I also started growing up yeah. and I knew I always wanted to do something special with my life and I wanted to achieve things and I wanted to contribute to society. Okay. So there were all these, you know, mix of emotions and, and thoughts going through my head as a young well, as a teenager. Um, early 20s and it just got to the point where I thought right the time is right um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the jump I'm gonna make the leap take some strength and character yeah Toby,
0: to yeah and just take a step out of a bad place and make something
1: happen exactly and and everyone else I, I could see everyone else around me just sort of going through the motions mm. you know of life and for me, I, I just felt that that was incredibly boring and I wanted more out of life. I wanted something, some excitement and, and the military just held all those aspects to it. And like I said, it has always held a sort of an appeal to me. So yeah. there just came a point where I thought enough is enough. I'm doing this. It's something I've always wanted to do and I'm going to take that leap of faith. And, yeah. and, just, and just go for it and uh, I didn't know if I was ever going to actually make it or if I was suited for it or if they'd even accept me into the British military yeah. but I thought if I don't try you're it, never going to and you didn't take the easiest choice did you Toby with no. taking the marines route no <laughs> no um, and again this goes back to that I, I wanted to push myself I wanted to challenge myself I knew I had um, certain aspects where I was able to, you know, really push myself mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone. So the 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 army or the the navy or the air force just didn't really hold as much of an appeal as mm-hmm. um, I wanted to test myself physically, to see if I had what it takes, yeah. uh, you know. And um, the Royal Marine Commandos were uh, just. Renowned for being, you know, it's it's the longest military and arduous military training course in the world, yeah. and that's a fact. So that just struck a chord with <laughs> me straight saying, away. Let's go do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, what's so? What's the hardest thing I could possibly choose here? And and, and yeah, that was um, right uh, up there. So I thought, okay, yeah, aim aim high, and
0: you know, that change your lifestyle and going and doing that course. You know, was there a moment? In time on that course or maybe there were several where you thought toby what you know what have you done What yeah, I yeah yeah there
1: were uh most 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 days Those that days. thought crossed your mind because it is from day one it is it's not there's no like gradual process where they sort of you know bring coach you in nicely it's um yeah it's day one is brutal and from even from that stepping off that train platform outside limston down at exeter yeah. where the royal marines do their training um that thought crosses your mind straight away yeah and what pushes you through at those moments in time well i mean this is the the age-old question of nature versus nurture, isn't it mm. you know what what pushes you through those times because um, you've got dig deep you You do have to dig deep but there's this there's this drive there's this fire inside Mm. you that just says i'm not gonna quit i'm not gonna quit um i know i've got what it takes you know and and it's it's that that fire in your belly that will will get you far in life you know and if you apply that to to most things in life um you've got to have that drive and you've got to have that self-belief and the things Mm. we talked about that arguably shaped me for, for perfectly for the military because I'd been doing it for so long in terms of building this resilient mindset and, and, you know, pushing myself out of my comfort zone time and time again. So when it came to it, I just wanted to just keep pushing myself and keep pushing myself. And I don't really know how to fail. Um, if I'm honest, uh, yeah, I don't like that feeling and, and it's just part of my nature just as a person, yeah. you know. Uh, I set my sights on something as a goal, and and yeah. and
0: you know. So the other bit that I'm really intrigued about, after I'd read the book and even having this conversation with you now, Toby, is you're you know you're very strong and independent of mind, and I can I only imagine what you were like in your late teens, early twenties, and yeah. you know. But the military is about teamwork, and up until that point in your life. You'd been a very independent soul. How did you find that transition to being part of a team? And you know, because that's again about business as well. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we yeah can be Great right, founders you know, and entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and we can go out and do these things, but we need a team around us.
1: Here's the strange thing about that: is I loved it. Okay, it was just immediately loved click, it, was it. Yeah, because it was actually something I was missing in my life. It was something I was totally missing in my life. I'd been such a loner and a lone wolf my entire life and had to do things all by myself. Then all of a sudden I came into this brotherhood. And I call it a brotherhood on purpose because it's not just a team that um are there being paid to, to support you or um have some ulterior motive. These are guys that will have your back for life, you know, and this team of people you can rely on regardless of what time of day it is, or how much they're getting paid, or whatever these guys are. These guys, it's different, yeah. and it was something I was missing my entire life. And it actually, it was something that drew me to the military as well. Was okay. that family, that team, that connection that, that, that you connection never really had? That before. I never had. I never had with a family. I never had with friends growing up. So. Yeah, you'd think, oh, he must have struggled because he's used to being on his own and and a a single player. But no, absolutely not. It's the exact opposite. I loved it and fell right into it. And it's something really special when you've got that kind of team where you can rely on regardless, you know must be amazing um so yeah it's it's different to what what people think and and i try and explain it in the book and, and talk mm. about that brotherhood because it is something unique and special um so it's something you only get i guess in the military when when it comes down to life you know people you your life depends on <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and i
0: suppose part of that brotherhood and that camaraderie is about the situations and the high stress environments you find yourselves in and you know we'll perhaps and we will go and touch on some of those but i'm also interested to know what you think businesses and organizations can take away from the military in terms of building great teams because mm. some of it is circumstance but there is other stuff that must happen and that makes the military oh. such a place of brotherhood camaraderie and such a great team Is there some things that you reflect on that businesses could do better in terms of building teams?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest one I can think of is, is because the military, you know, these people, you go through such hardship with them and you you build a bond that's unbreakable. Um, And in business it's, it's, there's a, uh, it's different because The team you're working in is um, not forced, but you come into an environment that's um, in a business where people are being paid to be there. They're not there of their own choice. And the hardship is is not necessarily there. So I think team building is huge. Um, Yeah, getting teams together, going out and building relationships that are formed not only in the office mm. outside of the office because then you build a connection between yeah. between your employees that is genuine yeah you know it's so much more yeah raw and
0: genuine and, and as human beings that's what we want in exactly isn't it exactly. yeah. it's connection it's yeah. connection yeah
1: and that's sometimes what i think businesses are missing especially huge corporations mm. you know and there's a huge turnover of staff yeah you just get people coming in going you know yeah. and and it you definitely won't get your maximum output um, From a business If you no. if you haven't got that Solid uh, You know, backbone Running through the team of yeah. we're, we're a team We're, we're in this together yeah. you know, I'm going to stick it out And I'm going to stay here yeah. and, you, and then you don't have the problem Of losing skills And losing knowledge Because people You've got such a high turnover of staff and yeah. these sort of problems, but uh, yeah, there's lots of other things you can take from the yeah. military. There's there's many other things, definitely, uh, definitely. certainly. Definitely. And I suppose one uh. of the
0: things is in the military, there's always a mission, isn't there? There's always a goal, and sometimes in business, we're probably not, yeah, as yeah, you know, good at being given that clarity of what the business's goals are, what we're looking to set to achieve. And I think,
1: yeah, and how, I guess, with the military goals, is that they're very, you know, that objective becomes the sole focus, mm-hmm. you know. Everything else is kind of put aside. Yeah. Um, so, so when you think of maybe a business objective, people maybe don't take it as seriously, or you know they've got other, other things that yeah. might take priority, and yeah, then that objective seems to be pushed back a little bit, or doesn't become the the total all round focus of everyone, everyone, and nothing is, is going to get in the way until that objective is achieved, which which is, you know, in real life and in business, you know, that's probably an unrealistic sort of, yeah. Comparison because the military objectives are very serious and and very black and white. Yeah. And lives depend on it. Yeah. So it is quite hard to sort of make that comparison, but yeah. There is, you can take that. You can definitely take that across to the, to the business world. Um, definitely. especially when it comes to the SF side of it, where yeah. then you get the thinking man soldier, yeah. you know, the special forces mm-hmm. is a total different pedigree yeah. and a different category um, of, yeah. Of individual. Yeah. And, and the military itself, you know.
0: So let's try and put a little bit of a timeline for our listeners on the conversation. In So you went to, um, do your marine training At what point what year did you qualify um come out of the training
1: 2006 uh okay. was when i finished my um marines training okay um
0: and and then it was you know we were in mid conflict weren't we so assume it was nearly finished your training straight out
1: yeah that's it um straight out we were you are right right in the middle of the heights of the conflict we in in afghanistan Uh, and it was really kicking off and for me, I didn't do all this training and come this far just to then become a driver or a chef in the military. I mean, that just wasn't why I joined the military and it's not, it wasn't who it wasn't my characters. I want to, I want to really push myself and see, you know, it sounds very naive and probably is in a way because. Oh yeah to say I, I just want to go straight out to a very very bad conflict mm. zone um sounds quite naive but it's exactly what i wanted to that do because that's was. what i wanted to experience and it's where i knew i could make the biggest difference and yeah. it really was where i knew i could make th- yeah that's why i joined up it was you know i wanted to see the world and see real realities of life and expand what I had already learned through my childhood of the realities of life, and that it's not all kushti and it's not all roses. You know, yeah. life, is, life is hard and it's tough. Yeah. And I wanted to experience that to the maximum. Wow. And can you, can you
0: look back and remember that kind of maybe those early missions? Cause I'm really interested in treating this sense of fear. You know, because again, managing through life, managing, you know, everyday life, we all have fears I and mean, it's how we manage ourselves through them that gets us through life. And you're putting yourself there and, 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 you know, the other Marines you went out there with in a high stress environment where fear must come into play. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah. And how did you counter that fear?
1: Fear is like anything else. Um, The more you're exposed to it, the more your brain builds neurons um, that are, that make you more resilient to it. Um, And it's about that exposure. um, And I I remember the first time I was in an actual conflict, an actual war battle, you know. Uh, where the bullets were flying, and it was a different category of fear i'd experienced fear in in growing up in south africa and and certain other parts of my um younger years, but this was now taking it to the next level where you know people were deliberately trying to kill you um, and you you have to can mentalize that fear you have to separate it um because it can become overwhelming very quickly very quickly and i've seen it happen to people where it becomes too overwhelming and they haven't grasped it grasped it and then they're potentially don't have the exposure to it you know it's that shock of war that shock of of um being straight in it straight off and um yeah, it's 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 uh it's a scary thing, but yeah. the way the way I find best to to deal with fear is is if you can is to be to be exposed to it as 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 easy as possible and yeah. to just build your way up onto it and you know you you know you get these what they call um you can see someone who's like a Who's been in war? At, they're out there for a while mm. because they're used to it, and they've become resilient to it, and they've they've learned how to compartmentalize it and separate it, and deal with it on another level. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? It's so very it's fascinating. It because really? the brain the brain is one of those adaptable, you know, th- yeah. things yeah. that the more you're exposed to something, the better you get at dealing with it. Um, the problem with war is that it comes at such a pace. Mm. It comes at such it's a so pace. Brutal, it's like isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's just straight into it and there's no warm up. Um yeah. and if you're not you know, equipped with, with certain things or been exposed to it before, it can be a real problem and it can cause damage, uh ah. which we all know of and that's that you know, soldiers that yeah, have that kind of mental breakdown or Just come back and PTSD, never the same. And, yeah. and are never the same. Yeah, they've they've it's caused, um, uh, yeah, damage that's unrepairable.
0: You mm. know, and, but you know, I take away some things there, and, and again, I suppose the great reminders, aren't they, that when you're striving to do something mm. in life that's challenging you, that you're scared about, that you're fearful about, is confront it. Don't run away from it.
1: Absolutely, don't. Yeah
0: you kind of breathe into mm-hmm. it go into it deal with it which is easier to do when you're not in the battle of war i know yeah and build resilience to it to the point where you've got acceptance to it and it becomes your new norm
1: yeah yeah that's exactly it and and you've got you've got to you've got to expose yourself to it and you've got to front up to it but um you've got you've got to have the, there's you've got to have the intelligence to also know what's going on know what's going on Surely inside your mind
0: but the, yeah because that's the scary thing as well not also knowing what's in your mind but if you mm. try and normalize it too much then that's carries so much risk doesn't yeah
1: it? yeah don't don't normalize it too much and it's it's a difficult one you need to there's a certain intelligence here because you do have to understand what's going on but you you don't want it to become too yeah like some sort of mm. norm everyday thing but also you don't want to be completely naive to what's going on because that's when the opposite can happen and, and you start having issues because you don't understand what's going on and, and you can't, yeah, you can't rationalize things and yeah, you can either make a silly mistake or it's, yeah, can have, you know, all sorts of consequences, consequences. Exactly. That's the word I was talking about.
0: And, uh, was a, did you join the Marines thinking you wanted to become a special forces soldier? No, and no, how didn't. did that all come about? Because no, you know, very quickly I after didn't. you joined the Marines, you went for mm. training, didn't you? So
1: tell yeah, us about yeah, yeah. how that came about, Toby. Mm. So you're picking up on a, Well, your listeners will pick up on a trend here. Yeah. Um, and that's as soon as I found it next level. What's that next? I could push What's next? Yeah. That I could push myself to. I was like, okay, boom, there's my target attack, you know, get in there, get stuck in, don't shy away from it. Um, And this is the trend you'll find throughout this podcast, actually, even when we go into my later years in business and so on and so forth. And, but yeah, I, um, so when I was in Afghanistan the first time, I didn't even know the special forces existed. I thought, you know, the Royal Marine commandos were sort of, you know, the, the the tip of the spear, as yeah. it, as it was, it's why you selected them in the first <laughs> exactly. place. Exactly, <laughs> um, but as my knowledge grew and as I found out more about the British military, I knew there was this upper echelon of of soldier that was even tougher to achieve, and there was even even harder to get to, and their attrition rate was something phenomenal i think it's it's something crazy but um so i started looking into it and again it just struck a chord with me and i was like wow this that's where i want to be that's 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 the place i need to be and um as soon as i got back from afghanistan i was um i was just so keen um I just, yeah, I was so keen. I had this energy and this fire. I, I put in for it straight away and I started talking to my peers and I was like, what do I need to learn? What do I need to... Yeah, who do I need to be? Who do I need to speak to? Who do, How do I apply? Um, and... Do you apply? Is it, well, is it like an application? Not, not, a, not an application as such, no. Um, it's more of a, are you suited? And, okay and are your peers willing to put you forward right. um and yeah so so i spoke to the right people um and i got turned down a lot of times a lot of them said absolutely not uh you need to serve probably 5 to 6 years do two or three combat tours yeah um and then see where you are and and then and then you know sort of put your name forward. Then you're certainly not some two-year um, younger young marine yeah. who is quite um, inexperienced. I yeah. know uh, this just isn't this just isn't the done thing. <laughs> it's not done. I can imagine Tony Howard <laughs> knowing you that made and you more determined. And I was more like, determined. yeah, I was like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean it's not the done thing? Does that mean that you can't do it? Does that mean it's impossible or has it been done before? Um, and they were like, yeah, it's been done before, but by very, very, very few people, you're talking less than a handful have ever passed at your age and with your experience. Um, so I I guess I begged and pleaded and I was like, give me the shot. Just give me the shot and I'll prove you wrong. I'll prove you wrong just give me the yeah give me that opportunity give me the opportunity and i was very fortunate enough that they did
0: would have been so easy at that point as i suppose as we all go through life isn't it and we hear the word no and and how do we respond to that and your response was actually that dogged determination Just to keep driving through, to keep asking, to make a pain of the ass of yourself, probably in some
1: way, shape, or form, in the the, right way. Yeah, and there is a bit of arrogance mixed in there. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, Mm. Not afraid to admit that there is a there is a there is a part of me that just it's maybe call it self belief, self belief and arrogance. Ooh, fine line. Yeah, there is
0: a fine line between that, isn't it? And we did an episode on ego how does ego get in the way but how does ego actually can help is good ego bad ego exactly but there exactly. is like you say this fine line very isn't fine there?
1: line and I think I just I think I'm able to strike the just balance tread that line carefully very very carefully um, and in business you also need to tread that line very carefully Absolutely. especially when you're approaching investors or uh, yeah. talking to um potential partners or so on and so forth you know um the last thing you want to do is come across arrogant yeah um or cocky or or egotistical but at the same time you do want to become across confident and sure of yourself and have that self-belief so yeah yeah yeah. it's a really yeah
0: it's a tightrope that many of us try and walk and sometimes fall either side of um, at times and perhaps don't show up in the right way and don't show mm, enough for ourselves mm. and other times put on the show sure. and yeah and it and decisions and circumstances meetings don't go the way we would kind of anticipate Yeah. so training for the special forces oh know, yeah
1: <laughs> mm. how did that compare to training for the marines um I don't know it's just um, completely different in so many aspects because there's no i mean you do have a training team and a ds directing staff however they're watching from the outsides they're not they're not teaching you how to be a soldier they expect you to be a soldier already and they want to see you step it up okay so really they just put you into scenarios and they want to see how you adapt and how you perform it's not it's not, okay, this is a rifle. This is how it works. This is how it functions. Yeah, it's not training. It's as not such. training as such. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's more, we want to see you now. Um, yeah. And can you remember? Use that? your skills in the right way and, yeah. and become that. And are you the thinking That's man crazy. soldier? Are you? Have you got the skills, not just the physical skills? Because, yeah, it's physically grueling. But physical physical aspects are quite easy to, and I say that lightly. But physical aspects, in a way, you just put your head down and you just got to get through it. You know, yeah. you just grizz it out, as we'd say in the military. Grizz so, it out, yeah, yeah grizz no. it out. But um, yeah, you need to have an intelligence there, and and um, it's a mindset. You to, yeah, it, you though? need to have a smartness and a, and um and a mindset to overcome challenges and obstacles and still be able to perform hmm. psychologically under uh, extreme duress. Extreme yeah. Um yeah, I mean uh yeah, duress from nature and from from psychological perspective. <laughs> and do you look back and do you still remember that day you passed, the special yeah, forces yeah. training? Uh, probably one of the best days of my life, absolutely. One of the best days of of my life, the 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 point where they told me congratulations um you you're you're now in yeah you know the special special boys club um and you've achieved something that probably i don't know less than one percent of the world's population can achieve yeah. Um and that shows you've got certain qualities that very few have. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, it's not me being cocky or arrogant. That's that's just a fact. Yeah. It is what it is. It's the way no, it is, isn't it? There's definitely. only so many people that can do that course and, and come through the other side. I think, just to give you numbers, I think 100 on my course, um, I think it was between 180 and 200 of the cream of the British forces started. Yeah. So they take, 200 of the best um, At that time And only Eight of us passed At the end of it Wow Only eight of us Were left Yeah Put Uh, some context What an achievement it is Yeah And four, four, four went to Hereford And four went to uh, Pool Okay So four went to The SAS Yeah And four went to The SPS Depending on your choice Uh, So Yeah You look at that you take 200 of the the best of the best soldiers out of the entire British military, yeah. and then you hone that down to eight people. Wow, um, it's pretty impressive. Are, yeah, yeah,
0: you are part of a very small and elite small small yeah gang and team at that mm-hmm. point on you, and I assume immediately it was straight back into straight action. back into
1: it, yeah. Um, again, the the special forces have a very um, fast-paced uh, cycle. <laughs> Which I can't talk too much about, um yeah. in terms of what is involved in that, but yeah. Um straight up back out on operations around the globe, around the world. Yeah. And I found myself back in it, back in the thick of it. Yeah. Um doing what to be honest, what I loved doing and that was soldiering.
0: Yeah, being a soldier, being the best, doing what you did.
1: Yeah.
0: Um we need to talk about it don't we it's one of the you know focuses of the podcast i suppose very soon after that though you're on a mission yep um and your accident you know occurred that's right as far as you can you know as far as you're able could you tell our listeners a little bit about that
1: mission yeah of course uh so we were um in a ao an area of operation which I, I, I can't say but it was um Yeah, in a foreign country, um, actually not Afghanistan. um, And we were after a high-value target who was in the upper tier of the Taliban regime because we were there to sort of cut the head off the snake. Yeah. And we go after the big players. And... I remember the the day, I remember, uh, you know, going in for our uh, brief, what we were doing that night, who we were after, you know, going through the motions, um, how we were going to approach the targets, making sure we had the right um, assets, um, and... I remember going out on the ground, getting to the targets, middle of the night, pitch black. um, And yeah, really, we were at the time um, we were told, look, there's, there's women and children on target. So our normal method of entry, um, we had to kind of stand down on and we had to then, uh, sort of think outside the box and Mm -hmm. think how, you know, how are we going to do this? And you come across these problems. These are the sort of things you have to deal with. Yeah, it's part of it. And unfortunately this then took the sort of risk of the operation a lot higher, Mm -hmm. um, for us, but we, we, as you know we were determined to get it done and we were determined to yeah follow through on what, what our job was so basically we we turned to an ulterior method of entry which kind of gave our position away um or gave the elements of surprise away mm-hmm. and that gave him that split second to set up get set and unfortunately as we came through into the compound or the building. They had just had those few seconds to prepare Mm. and we lost the elements of surprise, uh, and they opened fire on us Mm. and I was shot through the neck. Mm. Um, unfortunately that hit my spinal cord, um, and paralyzed me instantly from the neck down. Um. However, very lucky to be alive. Mm. Um, the second round, Rick shed off the side of my helmet, um, which would have killed me instantly. Uh, and yeah, uh, I that's that's all I can really remember. That's it. Um, yeah. But I have spoken to my colleagues about what happened afterwards, and yeah. and, and things and and the follow-on process. But um, that's the long and the short of it, really. Unfortunately, but these things happen in life, you know,
0: very pragmatic kind of way of saying things. And so as we'll come on to telling the story, and so what's the first moment that you do realize, because I mean, when you, you tell the story in the book that you've heard through others, you know, it was your you know, colleagues, those on the ground, yeah, exactly. that brotherhood that saved you, that got you out of that situation, mm. back to a military kind of camp, hospital, And then back to the UK. But what's the first moment you can actually remember?
1: The first actual moment I remember is waking up. uh, Albeit slightly hazy and quite... um, Because I was still quite drug-induced from being in a coma. Um, I remember waking up and... Just seeing four white walls and a glass mirror, or oh, not a mirror, a glass sort of window in front of me. And all types of people staring at me, uh, very confused. Don't quite know what's happened, don't know where I am. Not sure what's real and what's not. Um, Realities become very uh, gray and vague um between that sort of dream world and yeah so that's kind of the first the the first things i start to remember yeah um familiar faces although i'm confused because the last thing i remember is being in afghanistan right now i'm seeing familiar faces of you know friends and and people back in the uk it's all it's all very confusing. Yeah, why are they in Afghanistan? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. And um what's happened? Yeah. Uh and then slowly but surely I start to be weaned off these these, you know, coma inducing drugs and, and other medications. Uh and the clarity starts to come through and the you know, the haze starts to clear. Yeah. And you and then you start to realise your situation and it starts to it starts to dawn on you. Um Yeah, it starts to dawn on you the implications of what's actually happened. Um, which your brain can't actually process it all in one in one go. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Um it's just too much to process. Uh and you just don't know what it actually entails, mm. you know. Um, uh, because it's 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 unknown territory. So you're kind of just yeah, going into it blindfolded. Um and adapting as you go along, which, again, luckily, I was quite well-equipped to do.
0: Yeah, I suppose, again, that childhood, that military life, that training. Yeah. They were ready to kind of... Deal with the unknown. Deal with the unknown. Yeah. It, yeah, I just can't, you know, can't even imagine that, you know, that moment when it must feel like... I to mean, I suppose... To the, I suppose it's really hard to describe in that moment where you realize your life's not going to be the same and that uh, the things that you took for granted that you won't and won't be able to and do they did they break that news to you slowly or was it so obvious to you as you came out?
1: uh no it wasn't definitely wasn't obvious um it goes back to the previous question you just not you just don't know what the real implications are. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay, you get told the medical prognosis and that's okay, you will never walk again. You are paralyzed from the neck down. You will be breathing on a ventilator, on a machine for the rest of your life. Um, and you're like, okay, I, I, I can understand that from a physical co- uh, sort of point of view. Yes, okay, I can't move my body again, but What does that actually mean moving forward? What can I do and what can't I do? You don't actually know, you know, those are only things you pick up along the way. Mm. And it takes you a long time to get your head around that. And that's an ongoing thing because I'm still learning, you know, what I can and can't do and what, you know, the implications of my injury are. It's it's just a constant Learning process um, But One thing I will say Is if you go into it With the right mindset You will be able to do A lot more Than what is What you're told You can do mm. If you go into it With the right mindset Yeah You can definitely do A lot more than What people Yeah Say you can do Yeah So that's the good that's the attitude, that's and, the the approach attitude. To have.
0: Yeah. and when you reflect back now because you know again people if they read the book will see and hear of those hard years that you had to the point at which you got to a level i'm going to use the word acceptance i don't know if that's the right word or you you kind of
1: yeah it certainly you know dulls dulls down a bit but no i'm I mean, everyone deals with things in different ways, Mm. let's face it. And I'm sure there are people who do come to that point of acceptance, but I personally don't wanna reach that point of acceptance. Because it almost seems like, uh, you know, giving, not giving up, but just just sort of um, lying down and and accepting the way things are, Mm. it doesn't sit right with me. No. It's it's a funny one, but yeah. Uh,
0: it's brilliant, brilliant mindset. Yeah, there is no don't accept it. Because if you accept it, you take it that that's that's life. That's what it is, and you're not going to continue to push. You will push yourself. Yeah, yeah push exactly. yourself, push the boundaries, yeah, absolutely, of what's possible. And I've got some, you know, great examples that we'll talk about in a moment of that. Um, in that story, in that journey, is there a pivotal moment where you think something changed inside you, though, or you? Change your approach, or you had some help and assistance because, again, we all go in nowhere near the dark places you've been, Toby. But everybody in life goes through their challenges in their dark place, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, it it's does. just like a fraction of what you've been through. But again, listeners might be able to take something away about the approach you took. About you know, when you reach those darkest days and you turn the corner, what do you think you did differently?
1: I think I was I was well yeah when I reached my darkest moments um at first I didn't really know what to do um I think that was the first time in my life where I really didn't know what to do mm. um and I think what I did differently for me was I then accepted the fact that I'm going to need help. And that was huge for me because yeah. my entire life I'd only been relying, I'd been self-reliant and I'd only relied on myself. I didn't, you know, um, I took, I'd always kind of taken the approach of, um, or quite a hard line of, you know, that's the last resort to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, But I realized I was in a situation where I didn't have the skills um, and I didn't have the knowledge to to get me out of where I am now. Um, so the thing I did was, yeah, I really, um, I basically just put my hand up and said, look, I need help. Brilliant. I need help. Um, that's the biggest thing I think I did. Cool. And yeah. I was fortunate enough to get the right help, yeah. um, to just get me out of those dark, dark, dark places. Image. But on a, I guess on a, on a, on me personally, I, I just, I dug deep. I tried to remember the qualities that made me who I am today. I tried to hold on to those little f- flickers or embers of. The fire inside me that used to burn so bright, Mm -hmm. I used to hold, and I was just holding on to that for 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 dear life, and you know, um, trying to throw as much kindle on it as possible to to get it, you know, back, you know, going again, and that's what I did on 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 inside me. I just remember, I remember thinking. You know, what are the positives inside me? What can I contribute? What what, what are the good things I can still, you know, do? Yes, physically, um, I'm, you know, my physical side of me is taken away, but there's there's still things I can contribute and I can help and I can pass on skills and knowledge and, and just try and hold on to the positives, you know. And by that, yeah, that was throwing Kindle on that fire and it just st- slowly started to, build up again and and with the help of others and professional help yeah it doesn't happen overnight it it, doesn't happen overnight it took me years years and years and years of coming back slowly rebuilding my life piece by piece brick by brick (laughs) yeah
0: um yeah yeah amazing Uh, great advice for anybody listening and i sit here now and, and yeah you know so so many of us don't put our hands up for help in everyday life and things that we're finding tough no no
1: absolutely
0: and so many of us probably don't value enough what's inside us do we
1: no yeah it's um we and live in you, a strange, strange world <laughs> and how do
0: you cultivate that and you've done all of those things yeah. to be where you are today toby mm. and we should talk about the now shouldn't we so you know you've you've written a book you have launched your own company, Bravery, some exciting things. You know, watch this space for listeners happening there very soon. So let's start with Bravery because, you know, that has been around for a little while. Tell us about what Bravery means to you and what you want to achieve and set out to achieve with the business.
1: I mean, the, the, the first and the best place to start is with the, the name bravery. I mean, it says it all yeah. in, in the name of the company. Um, <laughs> it's all about being you know, brave and it's, it's all about everything we've just talked about, um, finding that passion, finding that the, the spirit to push yourself out of your comfort zone, okay. um, do things that are maybe not the norm um, oh. and building these, these great skills inside you that's what the company is all about that's what it represents um and and the word bravery is just yeah it's that it's kind it's it's puts it all into one one word and one meaning and and it makes it very easy to um see as a company you yeah. know when you when you see the name you know exactly what it stands for and you're like wow okay yeah that's powerful that's punchy yeah. um and then yeah it's it's um it's a company that I built from my personal experiences and and what I've learned throughout my life and what's helped me um get to where I am today um so yeah it's just a great company um that has so many aspects to it it's almost it's very hard to to pin it down to like what exactly it is i mean you know we we do extreme sports and and we're involved in that because mm-hmm. That's a great example of how to, uh, push yourself out of your comfort zone and how to potentially do things that are a bit scary and build those resilience to fear. Um, and those are great life skills that then later on in life, you can then take into other aspects, um, when you start your own business or you go into a a room full of Mm. big businessmen and you're kind of the small fish in the pond. You know, um, you built you built this resilience there, and this this you're open to the fact of fear and things like that. Yeah, you know.
0: So, how have you found being a, you know, starting your own business and running a business? I mean, how does it compare <laughs> to your other challenges in life, Toby?
1: It's it's so different, um, and I've actually found it the hardest thing I've ever done in my oh. entire life. Um, <laughs> In what way? You've done well, I mean, th- that's it. You know, some things come more naturally to others yeah. than it does to yourself. And, and the military, the military life and, and the hardship of that came quite easy for me, you know, there were things there that I found easy, but in, in the business world, ah, there's so many aspects that I find so difficult and so hard to navigate. Interesting. Um,
0: That nature-nurture thing. Yeah. You're nurturing yourself into this world where uh, it was nature, what you did before, maybe. Mm, mm,
1: I really have to try hard, you know. Um, I really have to try hard at at running a business and trying to be successful in the business world. Um, It doesn't come naturally to me. But you went and got yourself a first-class degree, didn't you? I did. And again, that was um, completely out of my comfort zone and i I found it very hard, I pushed it. yeah you gotta you start with you have to put yourself forward, yeah definitely, that's the starting point um, and then you just have to really keep going at it, um and you will get setbacks and you yeah. will have um points where you you feel down because you feel like you've slightly failed or not done dungeons particularly well as you thought. But if you keep the mindset of keep going, keep going, yeah. keep, keep chipping away at it and learn how to pivot, uh, if you find a problem and, or, uh, something you, you can't like what, what you're doing is not achieving or you're not getting to it. Then you need to find another way, an ulterior yeah. way of doing it, Definitely, you know? Go seek help if you can't do it yourself. You know, if you're finding a particular topic or a particular subject or whatever difficult and then think outside the box. Yeah. What can I do differently? Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again, you know, because that ain't gonna, you're not, you're just going to come to the same result. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If it's not working try something different. And, um, yeah, I find business and I find doing my degree, man, I find it hard, but every time I hit that, that problem or I was doing something that wasn't working, I would pivot. This is a bit of that special forces military training
0: kicking in, isn't it, really? Yeah. He's just yeah. like, yeah. don't accept how it, do I find solve a way, hold yeah, how I, I over it. Yeah, how that's a very kind of problem um, stuff.
1: And yeah, okay, maybe I'm not the best at this particular yeah. topic.
0: Right, what have I got to do? You go know? get himself educated, go get yeah. myself more knowledgeable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and off exactly. I go.
1: Because yeah. um, I've seen it where, yeah, people trip themselves up and... Um, I don't get me wrong. I've tripped myself up so many times and there's so many pitfalls that I've fallen into and I go, damn it. I should have learned from that. And that, I guess that's another thing is, yeah. Learn from your mistakes. Um, it's a big, big, big topic there. Yeah. Learn from your mistakes. Is business feeling more natural for you now? Uh, more, yeah, more natural, but definitely not as easy as I found so another aspects of my life um <laughs> I couldn't have done anything it's, it's so hard it is yeah. um it it's is unbelievable it's it's tricky yeah. because business there's so many you know the military is quite straightforward business is not straightforward it definitely is not straightforward there's there's many ways around things mm-hmm. and um doing things and w- what's the right way or the wrong way? there isn't really a right way or a wrong way no. it's um it's 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 extremely complicated um, and to become successful at it is arguably, arguably just just as tough you know um to reach you know that that small minority of people who've become very successful at Mm. business is extremely difficult and you have to yeah the people that think oh it's going to come easy and Mm. you know i'm just going to start a business and be successful and and go on to um have all the reward Mm. are either
0: small percentages of same as you you know same as those kind of percentages you were quoting earlier in the military life isn't it it, it must
1: be close to it yeah um but you got to start with giving it a shot, yeah. You know, and you referenced the book a lot.
0: I mean, how did you find going about, you know, writing a book, being part of that kind of process? Was it therapeutic for you?
1: Was it? No, it was challenging. It was, um, it was all of those things. Really, at first, I mean, I didn't want to do it at first because um, in our in our circles, it's not actually the done thing. No um and it's kind of frowned upon in a way yeah um talking about things that shouldn't really be talked about and you know you've been exposed to parts of the world that shouldn't really be talked about um but it was actually my colleagues and and close friends you said yes there is that aspect to it but there's more to it toby or well, story is different because it can help a lot of people yeah i, I read the know? book and i
0: didn't see it it's not a military book yeah it's not
1: yeah. a giving away secrets and you talking know the, about the military mili-
0: part is a very short part in the middle it's really it's part, the pre-story yeah. and the background yeah, and yeah. and the post and
1: hmm. there's a load of there's a lot of different layers to yeah, it um, it's definitely not a military book so that and and then that gave me the um the push to actually do it. Yeah. Um, And the thought that this could um, give a great insight to different aspects of life, not just giving away military secrets and talking about the biceps and bullets, which is, there's so much out there. It's just completely, um, some of it's just rubbish and and a lot of it is um, talking about stuff that shouldn't really be talked about, to be fair. Um, And that's, and I'll say that because it gives away, it, it, you put at risk people's lives mm. you give you know government secrecy is secret for for a reason um yeah you put everyone's lives at risk and it's in, secret for a reason yeah. so they,
0: and something even talking to you mm. now again it, it just resonates with me you're you're still really proud to, even with what's happened to you and, and the you know what you know the consequences it's had on your life yeah. To have served in the military, aren't you? And to be part extremely. of that brotherhood, that means the world to you. Yeah,
1: it? I'm extremely proud. Um, it's a proud thing to be a part of. its It's, it's got such a history and it's, it's, you know, it's forged where we are today. Um, so I'm proud to be a part of that, you know. Brilliant. Yeah, it's a great thing to be a part of.
0: <laughs> and you're even getting kind of these instances where you've been asked to go and speak and and help motivate and tell your story to the likes of cell sharks the rugby team that's right the, the yeah. mercedes the f1 yeah, team
1: that's right these must be um, great
0: experiences
1: they are they are great experiences but you can learn a lot from anything in life yeah you know and I'm I'm learning a lot about these experiences because I'm dealing with people that not a lot of people get to deal with and mm. I'm learning their their way of life and it's very different to I think a a lot of it is different to my life. Yeah. And the way that I that I see life. <clears throat> yeah. Seeing life through their lives is amazing and it's also, also very incredibly fascinating. Yeah. Incredibly fascinating. But um and some things you agree with and some things you don't. But yeah. um that's that's part of it. Another <laughs> great attitude. Though. It's crazy.
0: And that you you know, you're going there to talk to them but you're going there more as as much as the attitude is what you can give but actually what can you learn yeah yeah. that open mindset of yeah i'm going to speak to them but what what can i learn from them what great great attitude to have um throughout life isn't it
1: and uh, yeah and that and that relates to the business world and it's something i'm also doing uh warren with the likes of yourselves and other colleagues. We know every yeah. time I speak to business people who, or business guys who, who've been in it for a long time, they've been there, they've done it. They've been around the block, you know, you need to learn f- from, yeah. So you can take the knowledge and skills and apply it yeah. so that you don't fall into the same pitfalls and there's no shame in asking for advice or help. Um, mm-hmm yeah and that's one thing about the business world um you know because you can't know it all straight off you know as as confident as you might be yeah
0: it's a journey isn't it it's a journey not a destination
1: yeah um and one of the great things is yeah get the right people around you um you know build that great scrum of of people if you want to have a successful business and yeah go from there
0: (laughs) brilliant As we start to wrap up our conversation, there's some great pics I've seen of you, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, Toby, of, you know, um, floating in the sunshine in a swimming pool, uh, riding in a sidecar, (laughs) Um, you know, laid in a pool overlooking a beautiful sunset, um, being held by your partner, Savannah. You know, there's some great moments I see. And again, I suppose I come back to, there must be a point where you went being paralyzed being on a ventilator those are all things that somebody in your position don't doesn't normally do is there just a whole approach and attitude that you've got of you know the condition
1: doesn't define me yes um there is an approach an attitude i have to life um and that's you only get one life and you have to make the most of it um And I was very lucky to be given a second chance. Yeah. Um, You know, it was so close to being taken away from me. Um, So I try my best, my most to appreciate every second that I've got and make the most of what I've got. It's hard to say, I mean, the injury does define me in a way Um, Mm. and I can never get around that, Um, but I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, I want to make the most of my life. I want to make the most of what i got left. Um, and that will be to continue to do what I've done throughout my life. Push the boundaries. Um, never give up. Uh, keep that fire in your belly burning. And really just look around you and appreciate, you know, how how wonderful the world is and what you've got because it can be taken away within a matter of seconds so yeah don't just sit back and wait for life to come to you go out there and take it yeah. it's yours it's yours for the taking it really is
0: so my hair the back of my neck is standing up that is so true about how we all should live our lives i've really enjoyed the conversation it's meant a lot to me that you've sat down with me and You've been so honest and you shared so much with me in the course of this conversation, Toby. Thank you. Thank you for being an an incredible guest on the Evolve to Succeed podcast.
1: It's a pleasure. And yeah. um...
0: I should say, sorry, listeners, I was just so moved if I have to be by what Toby was saying. And you know, that resonated so much with me. I forgot to ask you, Toby, and I'm going to end the podcast with this is if people want to learn more about bravery, they want to go and buy the book, Yes. Where can they go? We've got to end with that piece. Of course, you've got it. You've got (laughs) it. Um,
1: So, if you want to find out more about my story, um, I am on Instagram, Toby Gutridge Underscroll Official. You can find me on Facebook, and yeah, you can head over to the Bravery website, which is www.bravery.co.uk, and learn about what I'm doing. And where I'm, where I'm moving in the future. Um, so yeah, you can you can find it all out there. But um, yeah, please do go and get the book. It's a great, it's a great story. You can get it on Amazon, Waterstones. Uh, you can get it on Audible version if if you prefer. So yeah, um, it's all there. It's all there.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Toby. That that is the best way to end the podcast. Thank you for being a great guest. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com.